This is a very uh, unusual podcast. Um, I just like doing some random bod- podcasts. As you can probably hear, some cars uh, going past me. Um, I'm actually recording myself in real time. Um, no video recording or audio recording. I'm just breezing. Um, through life and um, just sort of reporting on it as I go and just to see, just to prove to people, uh, you know, how, how oblivious um, life can be, um, well not life in humans in it, for that matter, and it's, it's pretty interesting when you do this because you, you look like you're on the phone but you're actually doing a podcast and I'm walking down to the station and off to uh, the city or other places uh, we call it downtown it's a lovely day nice and sunny and i'm doing this just to give you real life examples instead of me talking about it Uh, you know and i just tend to look at people and see that they're in their own world just like i'm not I'm in my own world and as you can hear the cars just coming by this is a back road really it's not a back road um, it used to be a back road but now there's more cars and more cars and more cars I grew up in this area of um, Ermington and Meadowbank and Parramatta little small suburbs or well, Parramatta's big uh, small suburbs uh, around my area and I've seen it really just gone from really, really uh, quiet places to, to, to busy places. And this is what, uh, you know, urban life is becoming. More people are moving to the city. And, you know, uh, we have like the stress factors involved. Um, people want to get from point A to point B and that's already causing people stress. Uh uh, in fact, it, in fact, everyone is uh, could be the um, the victim of this, you know. And um, so, as I you know, walk past uh, people, I think it's uh, really interesting because I'm now I'm now looking out for traffic, and I almost got run over. See, this is the obliviousness of the world. There was no indicator on, and they turned right into a roundabout very interesting so this is this is the this is how scary life can be when people aren't watching out it makes your life a little less stressful i mean i could be biased because i have adhd but i'm pretty sure that it happens to all of us people are just going around and living in their own world and then their subconscious mind is not working the the empathetic mind might not be working. Whatever it is, they are not thinking. And I overthink, and that's a weakness of mine, and I understand that. But not thinking at all is also a weakness as well. Um, some will call that stupidity. And it happens a lot. And this is only, what, less than five minutes into my podcast, and... You're already hearing the cars come by. You probably heard 
20 or 30 cars just breezed by and that was just not even a 200 meter walk uh, to the station I'm about to get to the station and like I said I'm not recording anybody simply on my phone um, obviously you don't want to record any one for legal reasons um, you basically are on your phone you're doing your own recording and then you got the background noise behind you so for all you lawyers out there or people that are very law driven I'm not breaking the law at any stage um, just breezing about on my phone and, and you're going to just hear the background I'm just observing things around me um, yeah, so it's very interesting now heading up to the station to catch the train into the city, the downtown, that would possibly take around 25 minutes or so. And when we get to the city, we will probably do another podcast. So we're doing a little short podcast here just to give you a rundown of what we're doing. But it's quite fun. Um, and it's just literally having a conversation. It's like... It's like you're my friend, and I'm having a conversation with you right now. Um, and it's totally natural. It's awesome. Now, both across the road, I have to look. Otherwise, I will get run over. And off to the station we go. I'll see you soon. Just walking in the... Uh newly developed uh, central station which is Sydney's Grand Central Station in a way and people are just walking about on their phones in their conversations doing their own bits trying to find the train and I well, there's a toilet there. Okay, that's great. And I'm just walking to platform 24. And this is so fun because people think I'm on my phone. But everyone's out and about. Everyone's where people are going to the airport with suitcases. And, and it's just, it's just busyness. Uh, through this area and it's just it's, it's a very cluttered world it's a very cluttered world we don't, we're just going by our own business uh, people need to get places left right and center and yeah as you can as you can hear um, I'm just I'm just gonna go into the train station here um, and head off to the center of uh, the city and um, hopefully I don't uh, get cut off by the reception down here um, but yeah it's uh, really interesting uh, uh, doing this as uh, you're just basically seeing people have their own conversations and in their own world again and um, I just wonder what they think and all that. And now I need to get to another station and i got to pay attention. This is hard for someone who has ADHD because we have to, our focus needs to be very, very, very precise here. 
Um, you know, someone who doesn't have ADHD. But anyway, um, and I'm now catching, I don't know, six, I think I'm going left or right. I think it's 24. I need to catch a 24. So I'm now on the platform. Probably will we'll stop um, here. And people are on their phones in their own conversation and in their own worlds. Um, that's how it is. And yes, so um, no smiles, no how are you, and that's pretty much how it is uh, in an urban environment. Uh, everyone, and I mean everyone, is a complete stranger. And there you go. Right, I just got into the middle of Martin Place. It's like pretty much the middle of downtown Sydney here. Yeah, quite a place than usual, but if again everyone's in their own world, well, that's a theme of my podcast. In your own world, um, and going by their own thing, just getting to where they need to be, freezing. Um, I saw something very interesting. Uh, this kid's just went to the train station, or not coming out, sorry, and just jumped the, uh, the gate, and I was thinking, oh, that's a bit bad, but I'm like, when you're a kid, get up to mischief, and I'm just going past him now, actually, coincidentally. Um, and, you know, I just want to have fun. And you say to yourself, hmm, I wonder who their parents are, or how they raised them. But that's beside the point. Uh, the point is, sometimes, very kid, you do get up to no good. And hopefully you learn from those mistakes. Or sometimes you don't. And the point of the story is that... People don't tend to even think this when they're out and about. And I'm just now going past um, some sort of video camera of some sort. Maybe a um, maybe a, uh, a re- reporting or something. I am next to the New South Wales Parliament. Um, so, might be, might be a recording. Again, you can hear the noise now. We're in the hustle bustle of the city. Cars going everywhere and everyone in their own world again. On their phones, walking to need to where they'd be, looking around, having in a smoke. And just out and about, really just doing their own thing. And it's amazing just you know, people in the city don't necessarily always say hi in small towns they do but everyone's a stranger in the city and that's normal that's completely normal there's no running probably to getting to where they need to be on their phones having a cafe maybe uh, probably get a coffee I feel like a coffee um, and it's just interesting 
some people might be tourists, some people might be just having a day off, maybe start work late, um, some people are at work already, um, anyone just doing their own thing, and um, that's, that's pretty much an urban life in, in, in a nutshell, right, you just experience now is everyday life, Monday to Friday in Sydney. Um, and uh, yeah, it sounds kind of boring, but that's just a life. You gotta pay bills, you gotta be out, you're doing your things, you might not be doing your things either way. Uh, the, mate, uh, the point is, it's just you're um, only observing and then giving you feedback. Um, some things might be subjective, some things might be objective. Um, but yes, yeah, it's interesting. So, going to the, uh, the library, the State Library, uh, one of the oldest buildings in, in Sydney, and one of the oldest and the oldest uh, oldest uh, library in um, in Australia. So, the wealth of knowledge right there, right in front of us. That'd be interesting. <clears throat> you don't see that many people in the library. I mean, you do. I mean, it's a big library, but. The, really compared to out on the streets it's a bit windy so I apologize and I'm just going to cross the uh, road now and head into the library I'll talk to you soon okay I just um, finished going to the library and this is an observation day and it's very interesting how uh, uh, something interesting just happened. You're walking out of the library and I had my um, writing book in my hand, walking out. I didn't get a high. I didn't get a great acknowledgement. The person at the desk just literally just looked at what I was holding. This is very interesting because I understand why they do that and he's got all reason to do that. And, it's very interesting. <clears throat> it made me think as well. Yes, I'm an overanalyzer. But I want you to think about this. No acknowledgement at all. People that work in a, in a library, in a state library, and you hardly get an acknowledgement sometimes from people. Again, they're lo- living their own world. In fact, someone's right looking at me right now. I've got two police officers just about to cross the road here and it's very interesting you've got a camera um, not far so it's a very surveillance world um, and you know crossing about having their lunch and obviously oblivious to the fact that I'm observing them but uh, that's fine and who the hell is going to know right uh, but everyone's out and about doing their job um, and it's great but the point of the story is uh, relaying back and this is what's going to happen usually um, in this uh, <clears throat> in these sort of uh, instances where I'm going to be, be taken in and out of <laughs> uh, my mind processing because there's so much going on around me it's busy, there's cars everywhere again and um, just trying to find a quiet place to do this uh, as I don't want anyone to hear and it'd be awkward but um, you know I like to give people their privacy 
But anyway, um, it's a very interesting world. Uh, the fact that you know, that person didn't trust me, um, it could have been, could have been the way I look, who knows? It could have been, it could have been, it could have been that to anyone, but the point is, people are more concerned with um, what you're doing right or wrong than actually having a form, having a good human, human, human uh, connection with you. And that's lost. That's lost in a city. That's a very lost in a city. Well, what I just, what you just, well, what I'm just telling you, what you just witnessed is real life, lifetime, um, human connection that's detached. Um, and uh, that's what happens. Um, and look, we, we don't expect the whole world to be happy, chappy, and high and buys. But, you know, I went past uh, two security guards, no acknowledgement. And look, I don't know if this is just city life or urban life or we've come, become like this. Uh, we've become so detached from, from human connections. We only form those human connections with people that we know well. And um, again, I'm not saying you need to say hi to everyone, but the mere fact that you're in cr- close proximity to people um, in a very quiet settings, you know, you don't get that friendliness. And this could be the death of kindness. Um, this could be this could be a complete death of kindness. Uh, the, the distrust that people have, um, uh, the the connection that's been broken uh, due to probably technology, due to the fact that people are so busy with their lives that your worth is absolutely nothing, and human worth is absolutely everything um, if you look at it. Uh, so again, we're in a very busy city, hustle and bustle. So this is what happens in a city, and it could be different to a quiet suburb or a quiet town uh, you know in the country or whatever um, where there is more human connection um, in that way but not in a not in an urban urban environment urban city and I'm not saying just because they act like that they are like that um, again it's just an observation um, they might not they might be the loveliest people you ever meet but you won't know that and we won't know that so that leaves us to the area of assumption and it's very interesting I mean I could continue on this day um, and stop this right now and then I could tell you a million and one stories I'm an overthinker and you are going to get the wealth of overthinking here and it's important that this is important because you guys probably either do it or don't but now I'm I'm, I'm telling you this in lifetime and having having a conversation with you in one of the most unique types of the podcast ever um, and so, again, um, you know, I don't re- release any information on anyone. Um, this is totally just having a conversation with you on the phone and observing things around me, just like I'm in conversation with anybody else. And it's just a, it's a very interesting book. Um, uh, when you look at it, uh, if had I got a, a, um, a microphone out and... Um, and, and a camera and all that, people are like, oh, what's going on? You know, people are like, you know, something's going on. That's how people are. We always want to see what's going on, especially in, in a place where nothing really fun ever happens in terms of news, besides bad news. So it's important that um, we consider that uh, this is life. And, 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 you know, this is sort of like what's becoming this sort of city. Um, uh, you have to talk like this because people are like, "Well, you know, what's he doing? I mean, well, how many people do you see on their phone in the city?" 
plenty. So fitting in um, is something that people with depression and people with ADHD and a lot of mental illnesses um, have to do every day. I have to do it every day of my life. Fit in. That's what we do. Many people do that because if you don't, you're outside that social um, uh, norms that people expect from you. And so uh, anything beyond that is just scary. People won't be themselves truly sometimes. Um, and I guess we're all scared of, of how people perceive us. Even though we, we don't care sometimes what people think of us, we actually kind of do. Deep down inside, we just don't like to admit that. Again, people don't think this much as, as much as me, but if they actually did, they'll see life in a different way. And so, it's, the reason why I'm telling you this is because um, the, uh, these are the, the issues, the stress factors, the, 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 the life that we're living here in the you know, 21st century. Um, and you know, if it continues like this, there's going to be a lot more distrust, there's going to be a lot more um, unstableness with human connection that if it's not already here that it will it will literally make us into almost robots in a way and that's bad because we do have emotions that's that's what we are that's 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 how we're built we have emotions and so if we um if we don't if we don't harness those emotions then we might go mad I'm going on a tangent here. I don't I want to focus on what, what my point is. Point is human connection. Uh, three times I've um, done this podcast and there was no human connection whatsoever. Whether people saying hi or whether people smiling, nodding or even doing anything but looking at their phones or staring into the abyss truth of the matter is either we've lost it we don't have it completely at all never did or this is going to be very difficult to uh, grasp but it's going to get worse and so people with those um, mental illnesses or mental health problems will just only exacerbate because the world doesn't want to hear you, doesn't want to acknowledge you, and being nice and being kind, and you know, uh, is, is is rare, is rare, but it's even even more rare um, in, in an urban environment. And I'm not specifically talking from urban. I'm in an urban environment. I'm talking to you from an urban environment, and so it's very important and very crucial that we understand that, and so. It's important that we understand the concept that this is how urban life or urbania does. But to the contrary, it, it brings people together, but it also separates people as well. So I don't think it's just saying bringing people together. I think it separates people as well. And those are the examples I'm telling you about. And it's not good for mental illness and mental health, and it's not good for anybody. And so um, we need this human connection. Um, that's what we are since, or that's what we were since the beginning of humankind whether it's with your family or friends um, 
whatever it may be and um, some people might not want that human connection which is fine but at the same time it's it's it's, it's it will damage mental mental health significantly again thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon in uh, Pitt Street Mall one of the uh, busiest uh, place in um, in the Sydney region also the one of the most um, fucked up places when it comes to walking around because um, uh, people just don't know where they're walking and so I'll just choose a side here and walk this way um, people trying to try, people trying to walk into me and um, didn't even know that there's a bike heading right towards me people not properly looking at where they're walking because they're in their own world um, whether they're talking to their friends or they're uh, or they're on their phone or getting to their business meeting whatever it may be um, very busy very busy area and so there's people trying to sell stuff here on the way. There's poor people. I mean, you've got the whole fabric of society right here in District Mall. Um, this is very interesting. And so I'm just uh, looking around. People might think I'm weird by, by being on my phone. But, yeah, you know, you know, the poor people know that, uh, you know, there's people that uh, come here with money. But uh, so they... Like I said, you've got all the fabrics of life right here. You've got um, people in suits bringing good jobs, average day people, tourists, um, and just people out and about. And it's just literally, um, I can see the harbour straight ahead of me. And uh, people think I'm literally on my phone. Um, and it looks another great you've got a poor person, and then um, you've got people that are well groomed, um, then you've got a Genesis um, uh, showroom, amazing cars, just you've got a poor person right next to a a, uh, a Genesis a showroom, and just crazy, um, I mean no offence to that, that guy, but just tells you so much, you've got, you've, got, you've got wealth and poverty just literally right next to each other. Just a crazy world city. I mean, it is literally uh, again Albania. This is this is this is this is life. And the reason why I'm saying this is very important is because this is the life we live. We first have to understand society in order to be able to create constructs around mental illnesses, obliviousness, people in their own world. I mentioned so many times the difference between the the rich and the poor someone looks very very old there and, and people people are very um, just lost I guess they don't know what's going on um, who knows where they're going um, you know like I said you know talking to their friends or or just um Sorry, I'm having a cup of my coffee. I don't know what's going on. I think there's like a little show going on in the middle there. Um, I mean, you know, some fun in the middle. So everything's happening in, in this one place. It's like overstimulating, you know. So it's just 
crazy, you know, like, you don't actually think about it until you actually start talking and uh, thinking like this. So, like I said, everyone just, you know, having their own bout, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, you see all different fabrics, but you also see everyone, everyone in their own little mind. I should say little, I'm saying everyone in their mind. I don't want to say anything bad. I mean, that's that's all we pick up in a way. And, uh, and yeah, people look at me probably just out of a glimpse. Uh, I'm on my phone, if you can, I'm on my phone, but just. You know, it's interesting. Uh, are people alert? Some people are alert of what's going on around them, some people are not. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is that um, I just have to, uh, you know, you have to keep on moving. And I'm trying to find um, a store here that probably doesn't exist. I think it's probably within the uh, mall here. I'll just pretend that I'm trying to find someone. Um, again, must be scholars again we've seen probably about five um uh police officers uh, walking past you not oblivious to the fact that i'm observing and recording and i mean you only never suspect someone on their phone it's very brilliant you can fool the police you can, you know, you can fool everyone right um this is crazy so I'll just pretend I look lost here, trying to get into a area. It's going to get more noisy, so I'll leave you to it. But there is so much going on in this in this year. People, I think there's like a dance party going, um, a dance party going on right in the middle of the the uh, Sydney. So it's crazy. It's awesome. Um, having fun. I mean, that's the good side of it too. There's there's fun and happiness in this world when you create it like this. So. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Travelling on uh, George Street now. In a very busy urbania. People getting off the light rail. City Rangers there. And people again. Um, moving in one direction. Um, sort of have to... Just like any city, you've got to go around people sometimes and if you walk straight you're most likely gonna bump into a few people as people don't know where they're walking and cars coming up this is a very um, interesting interesting world here with uh, maybe someone suffering from mental illness would be too noisy and this is very very overstimulating in a way This is how it is, yeah. Um, again, yeah, forgive my silence and stuff. I'm trying to find this bill that's around here, around here. And again, it's interesting. But one person got a scooter. Um, that pretends that she's very poor, she wants money, 
and very interesting, very interesting, so busy. Cost of living prices, not really. People are out and about shopping and doing and spending money pretty much. And so, right in the middle of the, one of the busiest cities in Asia Pacific. And oh, now heading back in the subway, if I possibly can, and um, trying to get out of this uh, very busy environment. Um, you know, school holidays, start of school holidays for some. It is hustling and bustling like no tomorrow. No stops, just busyness, just people, cars, traffic, and you get used to that. And um, yeah, you get used to that. You know, and then another time, that, 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 that time where I saw the camera, there was going to be a protest. So it's amazing how. We're seeing all these things today unfold just in the space of what half an hour of doing this. So it's very interesting, very interesting. And I mean, just imagine if you had to do this for an entire 12, 13 hours a day. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Goodbye. So now I've uh, travelled to uh, Parramatta, which is Sydney's uh, second city, so a smaller version of a downtown area. Um, you know, uh, it's been an interesting day, uh, observing uh, just just people just doing their thing, um, and uh, just want to see sort of how it is in the, uh, when you come on the other side of Sydney, um, and in Sydney there's a lot of um, geographic differences in terms of how people uh, act, um, uh, and there's different cultures in these areas. Parramatta is a very multicultural area of society, um, of Sydney, sorry, and um, how it's uh, very progressive as well. Um, you know, in Sydney, we pretty much have two cities, uh, one of our major city, which is the downtown area, and another downtown area. Uh, Parramatta, and so it's uh, it's very interesting uh, seeing this. It's a very uh, stereotyped um, place. Uh, I think uh, in areas like the eastern suburbs or northern beaches, I mean, they don't get out of their area, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that, <clears throat> you know, uh, to explore what Sydney really is, it's not just beaches and, and the Sydney Harbour Bridge and Opera House, it's uh, it's more than that. It's a, it's a multicultural hub Um of the Asia Pacific region, and so when we're traveling in this area, it's it's very much multiculturalism. Um, I mean, it's multicultural area, but it's really existent within the the, the Western or the Great Western Sydney area. And um, unfortunately, it had, does have a bad reputation in terms of uh, crime, um, always in the media. Uh, but then again, I mean, most of the journalists that could be reporting it and uh, probably. Most of them, not all of them, but most of them wouldn't live in these areas or haven't lived in these areas and always had a negative stereotype. However, Parramatta has uh, improved and so I'm just going to go out here and just uh, do what I did and just uh, go about and see what's going on. Um, uh, I have a meeting with a, uh, a local uh, state member here, so it's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm just getting out of my car right now. As you saw, as you heard, sorry, uh, the door was uh, closing and I'm pretty much 
heading out, uh, going in through the car park, and yeah, again, if you see me, um, I hear me, sorry, <laughs> if you hear me, um, just pause, it's probably because I don't want to um, talk while I'm in the presence of uh, other people around me, okay, it's not a normal thing to do, but um, I think it's necessary, um, because we're reporting in live time, um, if you like to call it reporting, um, and so people, there you go, I've got a stare, a little stare, and again, you just don't know why people stare, but they do, I think it's just, just something that they can't control, something, there's nothing wrong with it, um, and so, yeah, now traveling shopping center, so you're probably going to hear a lot of noise, and I'll have to travel um, through a shopping center, one of the busiest in, in, in Sydney, uh, not the busiest, but one of the busiest, um, it's a Friday, and uh, people just own about doing their thing, and um, you know, again, it's usually on, on their phones, it's, it doesn't change, um, it's, I guess this is life in general, but um, what I'm more interested in is um, the amount of people that's there, anyway, um, Again, it's a, an interesting phenomenon. Maybe, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, staring is wrong, but then again, in some cultures, it might not be as rude or, or whatnot. But um, I think people just have this tendency to, to look at it as if it's a wrong thing. It's more of a, uh, just something they don't realise that they're doing. It's staring because they're interested and curious um, and everything around them. Yeah, and so you know, some people will get it, some people don't. I mean, like, like what you said, if you are on the phone um, and you're traveling, people will just assume that you're on the phone. So, like I said, if I get a microphone, people will just assume that everybody is busy. I'm busy because of school holidays, um, the start of school holidays. So there is out people out and about um, having their own conversations. Uh, shopping again. Um, I mean, but I mean, it's, it is the end of financial year uh, sales here, so I mean, <laughs> uh, people aren't about. But again, uh, cost of living crisis. What cost of living crisis? I think it's you know our decisions as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. Things are expensive. Things have always been more expensive, um, and it's not people's fault. But I guess our spending is. Um, but hey, people are thinking, hey, man, something on sale, I'm going to get right, of course. So, um, so, look, I'm dodging people again, because I guess in this city, sort of, you're walking fast, you know, you've got to really uh, do some dodgy things around here. So, I'm basically, again, really, really busy. Again, this is one of the busiest shopping centers. In Sydney, so um, you hear a lot of background noise, and um, yeah, just walking off to, to to see the state member, which is what I love doing. I'm very community related. Uh, you know, I'm probably tempted to shop, but uh, try to avoid doing that um, if I can. And so, um, I think people just. Uh, you gotta 
I don't I'm weary of their surroundings. I mean, I see the, the pattern between one side of Sydney and the other is the, um, the fact of this uh, in their own world thing, and I've mentioned, I've probably mentioned about 10 times. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, it's just this how it is. Uh, I think uh, people are not uh, thinking about their surroundings, so they'll walk, and I'm probably doing about so many swirls and here and there, I mean, I think it's a state of um, collective um, obliviousness or collective ADHD on a, on a massive scale, these people really, really are not paying attention. And so, um, I guess the, this is, a, this is a problem too, right? because our attention now is now something that's a concern. It could be mental illness, mental health concern, it's just gravitated to certain things, so if we want to improve our mental health, then we have to be able to turn our attention on um, the good, and so, um, you know, I used to live here, I mean, I've lived here all my life in this city, but I'm about 30 odd years, over 30 years, five of was in Canada, but, um, more busier and busier um, and so it should be you know, cities grow they don't really stagnate especially in a city like this so again just trying to see the uh, similarities and I think it's pretty much the same uh, probably less uh, busy uh, place and I'm trying to walk through um, sort of like the middle of uh, the middle of Sydney here um, and again, it's still busy, and it's a. These are remember these are the two busiest places in Sydney. And so I have someone all killing right in front of me again. Um, the people are too busy on their phones and their minds. You know, they all walk right into you, and so it's I guess it's, no one's ever uh, reported something like this, um, or probably they have. I don't know, but. Uh, this is coming into this podcast, so it's just, um, it's very interesting because, like I said, it's, it's changed a lot. Um, you know, there's more buildings, there's, uh, it's just, you know, more people, um, which is, again, completely normal in a city like uh, Sydney. So, just waiting here, and that's the uh, bus noise in front of me. I'm just about to walk from, um... Uh, Westfields, uh, which is a uh, uh, shopping center, major shopping center, and so, so you can hear the noises, uh, this is uh, two cities, um, same big, two cities, two downtowns, so, um, just trying to make it from one place to the other, and again, I think it's a collective business. Um, I mentioned that word many times. Now I'm in Paramount Square, which is pretty much the business area where we got young professionals. And uh, banking jobs or IT or whatever it is and brings you a new perspective. So you're going from, you know, you go from one area to another and you're experiencing um, sort of different levels of, of uh, 
uh, demographics as well. Um, and again, I see a camera here, I'm not sure what's going on, whether it's news outlet. Seems like everything's keep on going. Um, something important going on here, we don't know. And um, so, yeah, walking through this used to be a well, much more much more different area it's now really uh, very uh, business orientated a lot of buildings and a lot of a lot of um, corporate life and relaxing life and it really wasn't always like that there was these, these areas were somewhat the ghetto didn't have a library here but I remember going to kickboxing here when I was young and so interesting people playing chess using their brain with an old man <laughs> and two young boys <laughs> uh, and you know it's amazing you know people having ice cream and enjoying their life here which is great relaxing I like that you know bit, bit of still in the city but just sort of relaxing and that's the thing that's the thing when you're in a city like this you have to have something that's um, relaxing otherwise you, you would just be a robot just doing the same thing over and again working 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 and doing the same thing over and over again and it will be stressful for some people for some people it will be stressful now I'm trying to find this place and I think I'm pretty close um, I always kept on moving and I like to keep on moving because then I can really report but again it's a place of surveillance because we've got cameras here as well in the area. Cities now have become surveillance driven for many reasons, for the safety of everyone, but also for also know what's going on. Um, so again, this is the university that I um, uh, used to come to. Um, and so uh, still here, it's an amazing sort of place. Um, it's like sort of like a, a little centre, or well not little, pretty big area of of uh, buildings, and so um, what is the time? Uh, oh, it's ten two thirteen. So now, um, what's the importance behind the mental health? Really, there isn't right now. It's an observation, but an observation of social construct, how, how social life, um, uh, where I'm from and what more major cities um, are. Some cities are more busy than this city, some, cities, some uh, cities are not. And so a city plays, urban life plays a, mag uh, a large role in, um, in uh, different type of... Uh, uh, illnesses. Uh, I'm sorry if I sound a bit awkward. Um, there, I just sort of was trying to think and talk at the same time. Again, it's all unedited. All, all, I think, all. Now, um, that's very interesting. I'm in the university, and then I'm in front of a construction zone, which is a, a light rail, something that uh, this area hasn't seen. In front of me there's a picture of Andrew Charlton, who is the federal, federal member for this, uh, for Paramount. And so, he's got a, uh, 
PhD from Oxford University, very, very well groomed man, and, um, and uh, he's representing uh, the uh, the average uh, blur. Go figure. But anyway, um, I'm sure he's a lovely man, and and a university, and I've got uh, a lazy clinic right in front of me that has a that has uh, models in front, and um, basically telling you that uh, if you're hairy, you got to actually. Uh, Lose that hair because it is about image. Uh, image is a huge thing that will also destroy mental illness and mental health, I think, as well. So, um, I'm about to uh, cross the, uh, the state uh, light rail here, so I'm heading towards the office. And so, yeah, just gives you a rough idea of look at this. I mean, uh, you know, the uh, image, it's is um, there's an important part in Sydney, an important part everywhere. We're all about image you know, sometimes. And it's like we lose weight in some respect to lose, to to look good and feel great. And, and you're probably saying the obvious, but it's everywhere around us. Whether it's on social media and whether it's we're walking in the streets, everywhere it's saying, "Look at me, I'm successful." And oh, you have to be like me, otherwise you're not really accepted. Um, and you see it everywhere. You're seeing it. Then there, it's everywhere. This eventually gets to uh, mental health. Uh, a big, this is a big problem in mental health because then you think you're not good enough and you keep on going, you keep on going, and then eventually you're like, oh, I'm ugly or I'm fat. And then this happens to even, this happens to even children. This happens to even um, this happens to even children and and you know young adults. I could talk about this for a long time, but. The reason being is, uh, you know, because people are always going to think they're never good enough, and that's not true. That's not true at all. Um, it's what society has done to humans, and so it's not your fault. But the greatest happiness is when you let go and you go, okay, this is me. I'm not saying go and eat million donuts and become fat and say, hey, this is me. No, take care of your health take care of your mind, take care of your social status, oh, sorry, delete that, social status is very important in Sydney, very important, and it could lead people to um, uh, unprecedented um, uh, depression, and so again, see, um, uh, people tend to look at you, or not at you, and I think um, I think some sometimes we don't really know that um, that it's wrong, that it's incorrect to do that, and um, uh, you know it's fine. And I think uh, I think in other cultures uh, it's different where staring is wrong, um, but you'll never know what other people are thinking, and I think that's the reason. That's, that's sort of like the secret thing that everyone wants to know, right? So, um, see, you know, like, uh, again, this uh, man walking and, you know, look towards his uh, right, and there's just something else there. I mean, yeah, people don't notice these things. I think it's just the, the human curiosity. That's what I realise <laughs> what it is. It's not, you know, it's just human curiosity. Hey, who are you? Oh, what are you looking? Oh, there, there's something there. Oh, there's this. It's, it's a human reaction, and there's a, you know, like, you know, um, four girls walking young girls and you know like it's people just looking at you sometimes and so, so we'll make these uh, judgments and it happens all the time and you don't you don't see that 
Oh, you don't see that. Sometimes you do. Um, uh, this is the most overanalyzed uh, sort of uh, social observation um, I think in human history right now. Um, but this is this is this is what society is. This makes this podcast very unique um, because we're we're actually talking in real time. We're, this is this is not um, scripted at all. It's unscripted. It's it's just it's just moving with the flow. And it's like I'm on the phone with you. So basically, I'm having a conversation with you, just like I'm having it with any friend anywhere. And so at the time so I'm wary of the time to make sure that you know um, I'm not late for my 3pm meeting and so I'll probably you know go back and get a coffee or something um, and um, head to the um, the meeting here so um, again it's the same I think uh, with an city where you've got um, you know, this is constant um, movement. People are doing things very in places. Uh, or people are just killing time, whatever it may be. People are studying, people, people are beeping, people are saying, hey, don't move, you know, hurry up, or hello, there's a light that's turned green. Um, so it's this constant, um, yeah, movement. Um, and you know, like a, when a Mercedes or BMW in front of me here right now, and this is what it is. Um, you know, people buy lovely cars because not because it's because it's, it's amazing. Oh, don't get me wrong, it's, it is. It's a status thing. Mm, people would not want to admit that, but it's it is. It's like why shouldn't I get this? Why shouldn't I get a? Um, why shouldn't I get a Mercedes? I work hard for it. Oh, that's it. That's great. And I, I do believe that. So and if you complain, that's your problem, not mine. And that's good. I mean, that you got to just—that's their problem. And that's the one thing I want to stress. Uh, the biggest concern is their problem. So um, the web's just observing. And, and this is this is what I mean. It's it's it's. And I'm saying it in a tone that is very negative. But you know, that is their life. Everyone's got their own life. Um, and. And unfortunately, we're always judging, including myself, and it's wrong. Um, and so you got to let people let people live their own life. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to sign off and um, get a cup of coffee um, before I lose my brain. I'll talk to you soon. All right, so it's Sunday morning. just sitting here and just uh, relaxing it's 6.24 a.m. and I have this feeling in me that it's almost like a similar to feeling to what you get on a Monday morning when you wake up and you're like great you know, got work, whatever it may be, um, and sorry if I'm confusing you, but I'll try to get my head around it, uh, it's the feeling of waking up and being, you know, pumped for the day, you know, really 
excited for the day and then this emotion comes that just diminishes that and that's totally normal in us and it decreases our motivation and our energy for the day and the reason why I was caused because I got a negative feeling in me and that literally dictated my entire thought and literally hijacked my entire brain and then I went down. I don't know if this is what a lot of people with ADHD go through or is, is a normal thing, but it, the reason why I'm saying this is very important because this is exactly how we feel when we get demotivated by negative thoughts. We wake up and let's just say it is a Monday. Um, not for everyone, but for most people, this is just, I have to get ready, I have to go to work, I have to get in the traffic. Some people would exercise in the morning, which is great, um, which is what I'm planning to do in the mornings. Um, just waking up early, really early, and uh, probably about 5, 30, 6 o'clock going for a jog um, for half an hour, coming back and doing my ritual that I usually do. I say thank you for everything and thank you for, thank you for being alive. And I just have that gratitude and I play brain games on my phone. I, I read a little bit um, you know, and then I have breakfast. And so that stimulates my brain. So if you stimulate your brain and your body, obviously to go hand in hand with each other, um, then in the morning you can feel a bit better. But what other people do is, um, in particular people uh, who've been in Navy SEALs or even even people, who, anyone really, like anyone who, who, who wants to stay motivated, athletes or celebrities or everyday people, is a, you, you wake up and you have to put the positive thought in you. Um, from the beginning, and that's very difficult to do. Now, I'm not going to give you sort of a lecture on all these um, positive psychology because that's something that we have to work on later and we'll talk about later. But um, uh, the the point is here that is that we're waking up with a thought in our head that hijacks our brain that allows us... That then what happens is we go out into the community and we're already in a negative state because we're not looking forward to the day. And again, this doesn't, this doesn't, it's not for everyone. But realize, I'm just getting a simple example. You realize this person goes to work, right? They got a office job in the uh, downtown area and they come into work and they go, Oof. Feel so grumpy, and I've worked in the corporate world, and um, I understand that people in the morning, people in the morning are just horrible. They're not always happy and chappy, and they're like, "I need my coffee. I love my coffee." So leave me alone. I'm sure you know plenty of people like that, and so it's true. I mean, like when you don't have your coffee, really, your coffee is stimulant. I mean, you don't really actually need it. I mean, some people will disagree right now and say you do, but it's not necessary. But we do have it. Because it is a stimulant, it does give our brain a little bit of a kick. And, um, and so when we get into work, um, we tend to 
be at our sort of lowest energy, majority of the time, not always the time, majority of the time. But then eventually you start talking to your friends and then you go out to lunch and your mood increases a little bit. And towards the end of the day, you get happy because, you know, the, the day's going to end. So you're looking forward to something that's good. You can take a break. Look, sometimes you're probably not looking forward to the end of the day because you've got to go back in traffic or the day's too long and you can't finish your work. However, reverse that a little bit. If on that day, the next few weeks was going to be your vacation, your feeling is already amplified. So it's something called anticipation theory. Psychologists would probably have another name for it, but um, what I found in my, my own study of children's mental health research is that when I interviewed uh, children, when I was asking children questions of um, how do you feel before they even played at the beach, their feeling was positive, very positive. A majority of children were actually like, yeah, it's good to be here. However, it wasn't always um, consistent. They went down a little bit when they left. Okay, this is, might not have a greatest statistical significance. However, um, the point is that children were happy, not because they were playing, because I told them, how do you feel before you go outside and play? And I think that in, just anticipating if you're at a beach or at a playground, they're going to play makes them happy. And it's the same, same with adults as well. When we anticipate something great is going to happen, we're in a happy mood and so that what it is is that's what it is so no matter what it is whether it's a, uh, a negative or a positive uh, emotion coming into your head that ability for that thought to be able to hijack the entire brain is very uh, very real and it's exactly what happened to me now something comes into my head and hijacks my brain and uh, makes me go down it could could, it could have been thinking of my son, for example, who lives in Canada, how much I miss him. Just, it makes me happy, but then it just brings me down. And I, so, and, and I feel like, obviously, people that are, have a strong mental strength can eliminate that. Um, but as an overthinker, um, that's extremely difficult. And people say, I oh, don't overthink and don't stress. But the problem is not the fact that you are overthinking and overstressing, because I tend to be annoyed at people that do as well. Um, but it's the way we actually have um, programmed our brains. And we have to reprogram our brains. To reprogram our brains uh, when we're adults is very difficult. We can do it when we're younger, because when we're younger, our minds are more fresh. However, it's not impossible. I mean, as an adult, you can rewire your brain um, and start doing things um, differently if you allow... Um, for that ability to not be naive and be open-minded, and that's the, the, the key, um, that's the key, really, for um, um, open-mindedness, like, with mental health, and if you are open-minded, then I guarantee you right now, um, it's a good start, because if you're not, if you think, oh, you know, psychologist's not going to work, medication's not going to work, therapy's not going to work, exercise's not going to work, uh, you know, having friends is not going to work, um, whatever it is. Have you ever heard that saying, it's not what happens to us, how we um, respond to it? 
it is very true. I mean, it's in the perfect world. It will work great to and to really uh, input that in our lives. But it's it's difficult because our our lives are based on how we we grow up. It is in our genes. It is in our psychology. Yes, we can change. Yes, we can alter. However, as you know, um, psychologists will tell you the first. You know, five to even fifteen years of a, of anybody's life is a very important period because that's when your mind's fresh and that's when your mind takes in the most. When you get older, it's almost like where a computer. The older the computer gets, you can fix it if something goes bad, but it's not going to be as good as as it was when you first bought it because it was fresh. And honestly, lack of a better word, it was it was new. It was it was it was aging. If you look at a computer as um, <laughs> a living thing, which it which which it really isn't. However, uh, funny fact, and I think scientists would like to correct me on this one if I'm wrong. Um, but you know, we're all basically made of atoms. If you look back in time, we 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 are created from atoms. So. Really, what is the difference between us and every other thing on this planet? Um, I'm not saying computer is something that's livable, but I'm going off the track here. Point is that um, the problem with our everyday lives is important to analyze because everyone's living their own life. Everyone is going through their own mental struggles, um, social struggles, financial troubles, um, people living with uh, uh, disabilities, people living with um, sicknesses or cancer or um, whatever it may be. Everyone is going through their own battle. And to be able to understand that is very difficult um, unless you know somebody or yourself has gone through it. Um, sometimes when you sit in there and go, oh, sorry to hear that, I feel like in my head saying, and I know that people are actually trying to be nice because I do the same thing, um, say that. it's um, Sometimes they either really do genuinely feel sorry um, or they're saying that because, you know, it's a courteous thing to say. And so... Um, the ability to be able to understand somebody is to truly understand somebody is to really know what they go through. And I'm sure that if someone has gone through depression, they can they can understand what, what it is to go through depression. And I didn't understand this concept until I had depression. Therefore, now, when I talk to people with mental health issues, I tend to not try to give them advice because even though advice is great or suggesting assistance are great, I let them rant, I let them talk if they really want to talk. And it depends on your personality. Some people are introverts and some people are extroverts. I I do like talking, um, as you can tell. Um, And so it's important to be able to... um, have your own method of releasing that emotion. Some people don't talk. They hold it in and that's their way. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a wrong way. I mean, the best way to, to, to talk about a problem is to literally talk about it. But 
um, sometimes you have to talk about the problem in a way that is uh, just free thought. And this is exactly what I mean by, by free thought. It's just just talk, talk. Um, don't worry about, you know, how you're feeling or, or what you're feeling or what you're going to say or, or anything like that. And just talk um, very freely. And the one thing you got to do is literally know that you have to be vulnerable in order to be able to be helped. And I think some people might not want to talk because they can't put those thoughts into words. But you have to try to still understand that by reading their body language. Um... For instance, when you go to someone, what's wrong? Um, either they're going to go, oh, something's wrong, and they're going to talk about it, or they're going to go, nothing's wrong. And clearly there is, because their actions and are just not in not, not in sync. I mean, I'm an extrovert, and I'm very happy-chappy, and people know when I'm upset off the bat. You don't have to know me for that long. But not everyone's like that. So what it is, is some people won't talk about it, and they'll continue to be upset and depressed and just live inside um, it doesn't help the problem. Um, like I said, you do what you need to do. Like if <laughs> if you if you are um, like that, then um, there may be ways to be able to find someone that you can talk to that makes you release that introvertness in you. But it really is up to you. If you don't want to let anyone know of your problems, that's fine. But how do we expect to um, get help when we can't pinpoint that problem? Now, that's hard to do because some, some days I get like that. I just don't know what's wrong, but something in me can tell me what's wrong, but I just can't hear that voice. I'm going to be spiritual. But you get what I'm saying? If you don't, it's fine because sometimes I don't, even, I don't even get what I'm saying. But I want you... To understand one thing about what I'm saying is our thoughts control every part of our day, our week, our month, our year, and eventually our lives. Some people don't think at all because their brains are programmed to work in a certain way that is very repetitive. You wake up. If you're single, you do what you do, you go to work, do whatever. If you're family, you wake up and you make sure everything's fine or whatever you do and get to work or if you don't get to work, whatever it is, whoever's lives, everyone's lives are different. You wake up and that first thought, or that first 20 minutes of that day either is going to take over your entire day or you eventually change. And I mean, let's face it, the majority of the time your day could change. But I may be an overanalyzer, an overthinker. However, to the, con to, uh, to the contrary, I think that we don't think enough. And so that is why when I was out in, in the uh, public uh, 
two days ago, I was observing uh, humanity, and you can see the you can see the obliviousness in humanity. It's almost like we're always living in the present, and that's actually an amazing thing because we've always been told to live in the present. It's great, um, um, but we can't actually help society by living in the present, just living. We help society by living and observing the present, looking to the past for facts, and then trying to add on to that body of knowledge, as academics would say. And so part of this podcast is to be able to tell tell you these modern day problems with humans, um, but also have suggestions towards the end of the podcast of what best we can do. And um, the answer lies within humanity. It's us. Um, And right now, as I do these podcasts, there's a cost of living crisis. And the government can only do so much. And again, I don't want to sit here and debate politics. A wise person once told us not to, but yet that's what we do. Um, And so what it is, is the ability to know that we are living in a crisis and it's it's tough especially living in a city like Sydney it's a beautiful city um but just like any city like I always say there is a lot of business and a lot of clutter and everyone is pretty much for themselves unless you have your family and your friends and that in those groups and look this could be just a Sydney thing could be a city thing um any city uh, the point is that in Urbania, I like to call it, um, in, a, in a life in a city where everyone's everyone's sort of like stagnated together. I had mentioned before in my podcast that it's a good thing, but a horrible thing as well. It's a good thing we put it, it gets minds together, puts people together. This is where you work. This is where you live. Everything accessible, um, you know. And so to the other side of the the coin here there's friction there's racism there's prejudice there's um there's constant arguments there's constant debates and look some of these things for example debates or arguments they're not always bad Okay, we need debates, we need arguments, but when we get this constant, constant, constant debate in politics or business or wherever it may be, it leads to human stagnation. That means we stagnate because we're never going to progress if we're always arguing. At one point, we have to go, okay, this is what we need to do during COVID. There was many people going, oh, but we shouldn't lock down and we shouldn't do this, and ultimately... Many governments around the world said, that's it, it's a decision, lockdown. And many people didn't like it. Some people thought it was necessary. So that we're always having many views. So when we have these views, what makes you think we're going to progress in mental health when we have many different types of views? Oh, mental health is, you know, um, you know 
going out and doing uh, exercise and yoga and seeing psychologists, psychiatrists, doing, um, you know, going to support groups. There are so many activities we can do to to make our mental health better. However, how I see it is mental health in general. If I were to give the simple example, it's such a broad concept. Um, mental health it could mean anything. It could mean ADHD. It could mean autism. It could mean depression, anxiety. Um, different types of anxieties and phobias, you know, the the, uh, DSM-5 or even 6 eventually, um, you know, has over 300 um, different types of uh, mental illnesses or even um, psychosocial issues, um, whatever it may be. There's there's so many different... um, uh, problems out there, and I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, so I wouldn't be able to go through every single one of them. Um, however, I almost guarantee you that one of these um, uh, issues is in with, is with at least one person. For example, you know, anxiety. Anxiety is a very uh, uh, widespread, but again, different types of anxiety. Um, and so someone that lives general generalized anxiety disorder, um, it's scary. It is. Uh, um, and I have yet to properly um, describe that to a psychologist because psychologists will be able to open a book and go, that's what you have, but they won't know how it feels. And that's like you're, you're basically saying to you, that's pretty obvious. Um, it is. And I'll tell you how it feels. Every day when you walk out, in your brain, you're already anxious of how people look at you, why people look at you. Um, you're nervous that you might get angry or you're nervous or you, you have anxious about what people will think of you when you walk into a room or or shopping centre. Um, I feel like every single person is observing me. Some Sometimes people do. It makes you even more anxious. Um, it makes you anxious that you're going to get angry because people are going to come in your way and you're just going to lose your shit. Um, oh, the list goes on. Almost every single second of my life is absorbed like this. And it's tough. It really is. Um, it really is tough. I think... Um, There's no cure for it besides going out there and and um, trying to put that in your thought that I don't care about what the world thinks of me. Sometimes you lie to yourself because you do. And again, this is this is me naturally and going into this vulnerable state. Um, every day is. Like this, and people that tell you, "Oh, don't be this and don't be that," and you know, will lecture you, will give you advice, will give you suggestions, and they'll even go, "I know how it feels." No, you don't. No, you don't. Because no one knows how anybody can feel. Really, if you look at it, every human being is their own being. Even identical twins are not exactly, exactly identical. 
So, like I said before, everyone's going through their own struggles, whether it be socially, whether it be financially, whatever it may be. And when I observed the other day, a poor person on the street, a few poor people on the street, you tend to go, where did they go wrong? At what point in their life things went bad? Do we always blame it on them or their, or their upbringing or their friends? Or we don't know. We will never know what that poor person went goes through, even if they are poor. I'm not saying they're not, but we just never know. We are our thoughts. And I think it's, you probably heard this saying, you probably know this saying, but have we thought about this saying is another question. I'll leave you with a couple of minutes of talking and really understanding that what I'm telling you is all natural. This is nothing that is scripted. Um, my podcasts are purely natural. So if I make mistakes, I make mistakes. I don't unedit it. The, the most important thing is that I will rephrase things to make you understand more. Um, there are probably people that are greater talkers and explainers, um, but I really go deep. And I people would say, you know, I'm philosophical or deep and really go deep because sometimes we need to go deep in order to be able to explore um, aspects of life that we haven't explored. So we have to go in depth and then the problems will start being more amplified so we can fix them. But really, if you look at it, can it be fixed? Can mental health be fixed? Can anything be fixed? Can racism be eliminated? Can can mental health issues be eliminated completely? In the perfect world, yes. In the reality, no. However, we can start to understand humans because we're heading to an age where technology is improving. We have artificial intelligence. You know, that's been around for a while, but it's getting more and more like the other. The, a few months ago, I was hearing Obama live in, in Sydney, and um, he was talking about the importance of artificial intelligence and how it, we're moving towards this age where um, uh, we're, we're looking at um, artificial intelligence as this future thing. And... Um, President Obama was just uh, explaining how even his own voice is uh, now um, is out there, his own voice, and people are just using his voice. So the artificial intelligence is, is here. And, um, but is it going to be part of mental health? We don't know. And that's something, that's a topic for another uh, uh, episode, uh, technology and, um, and mental health. And so... Importance is, is the first, we have to understand our everyday patterns, okay? And then what we mean by everyday patterns is what's happening right now? Right now with people, with everyday lives. And is it bad? Is it good? Whatever it is. And we may be able to find these answers, you know, in what we do as a routine every day. And... If you don't understand this, that's fine. We'll go into it deeper. 
once we understand this, then we can help people. Because like I said, everyone else, everyone is different. And so I leave with this podcast with a, a thought in your in your head. Um, and that's basically think deep. <laughs> it's hard. Be vulnerable. It's hard. Take that pride out. It's hard. Put that ego aside. It's hard. But just do it. Just try it. Have you tried it before? Try it again. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Alright, this is a very unusual uh, podcast. Uh, so, I'm just, you know, in my car. Um, and just... Uh, gonna go for a drive uh, with somebody um, a friend of mine and we're gonna go um, just uh, for a morning drive uh, to work they're gonna drop me off to work and I'm just gonna observe uh, people around me and see how they are and, and, uh, and all that so, and so, yeah, I'm just saying hi to everyone, I'm not doing everything in real time, and so, yeah, so, you know, driving to Sydney, um, it's very interesting, and, uh, uh, I mean, what's, <laughs> you're probably thinking, uh, what does this relate to, uh, <laughs> what does this relate to mental health, I don't know, yeah, this is, this is mental health in real time, really, uh, in, in, in an urban environment. You, you, you go uh, to work and uh, you're already stressed because probably someone is not going fast enough or, or someone's beeping you or there's traffic. And it might sound trivial and very small, but the fact of the matter is... These are stress factors that are influencing our lives, and people don't think about this again. That's why the the topic is uh, overthinking this because uh, we are overthinking this. But you know, like if people don't overthink enough, and look, a car just come here, going as fast as, as possible, just around the corner, without even knowing um, what's going on. Like you know, they just like, oh, there's a car. They don't think, and this is the thing: people don't think, and that's a normal thing. That's a normal thing that people don't think. Um, oh, why? I mean, if you owe that things, you're only going to make your life worse. And it's true. Um, it is. Uh, someone like me, who, who's always constantly anxious about things, it, it does. But when you don't think at all completely uh, about the safety of other people, then you're, you're oblivious. And I think that you're selfish. And I think, look, um, and look, we just... Uh, to go a little bit more faster because the car was literally going much faster than what they should in the 50 kilometer uh, zone and so they are now right up uh, the person's ass as you know in Australia they will say or anywhere and they really want to go fast and people are oblivious they want to get to work they're, they're they get this sort of anger or might, or might be that it was the way they drive again Sorry if I change the topic quickly because we are going in real time, so we're gonna go all over the shop. 
It's an unedited conversation with you. Um, but we'll try to keep it more uh, uh, re-centered and have a flow to it. So you understand um, what are these stress factors. Now this person is probably, I mean, it looks like um, this person is right up in the person's um, you know, back. And they could uh, like overtake you. Um, but they choose not to, they choose to stay in Some people don't know that, some people don't know what they're doing is actually annoying other people. But this is a classic thing that in Sydney that happens, that it's, people are right up your, you know, in the, your uh, uh, bonnet or the back of the car, really. And then, you know, they, they demand you to, to leave. In their mind, they think, hurry up, or they might even be saying and yelling it. Um, and this is what it is, this is a lot of impatience, and impatience is, is something that is, uh, uh, is happening with the, the, in a city like city, you need to get somewhere, and it's, it's a scary thing to, to not be able to understand this, because if people don't think, then where have your emotions have gone? Isn't emotion part of thinking and thinking part of an emotion? Don't people care about other people's safety? And this is a big example of COVID-19 where I get it, there's a million views on this and, um, you know, getting vaccinated or wearing a mask and, you know, look, there's a million one of views. I'm not here to debate all of these views. Uh, you have your own, you know, opinion on towards that, but really if it's for the health and safety of uh, it's for the health and safety of, of, of people around you is, is I think the most important but people don't see it that way and this is another thing what you think doesn't matter sometimes why because the other person's thinking something else and and this is the reason why we have opinions we have opinions based on based on our upbringing and all that and our values and our beliefs and so um, I'm going off topic, but again, I've used the word oblivious uh, many times, uh, guys, I really have, I've, and, and the reason why I'm, I'm sort of observing this is because, you know, that's all you can hear, people are not, they're, they're in their own world, and, and if I can get that pattern across driving, walking, catching public transport, it's the same. And this is what a life in Sydney is, or any major city, uh, Monday to Friday, and or even any day sometimes. But um, and so you're probably thinking, you know, you're stating the obvious, but am I really? Do we really have enough time to think about how oblivious people are? No, we usually just pass it on by a sentence. But do we really? Um, there's all these stress with it, and I want you to know that. We're not here to create this perfect human. We're going to have emotions. We're going to be angry. We're going to be upset. We're going to uh, do things that, you know, are silly. Uh, you know, we're probably going to have the, you're going to have these angers and we're human. I do it all the time. Like you do it all the time. Um, and so it's not a matter of saying what you're doing is wrong. Um, but to, to completely, un to understand uh, that, our world is, has changed, and 
if we don't think that these small stress factors play a large role in our lives, then we're, we are naive. And, you know, sometimes, as the saying goes, you've got to be cruel to be kind. And sometimes you can be blunt. Um, you know, sometimes I may say things that are really rude or blunt, but I don't mean it. But then on the other side, when someone says it to me, I then react with the same thing. It's like, oh, well, you're being rude. And this is a classic example of what happened with me and a police officer one day where I thought he was being rude because he singled me out. Um, and so and, and so he was saying, no, I wasn't being rude, but I don't blame him as well because he probably didn't know that how he delivered the message was being rude to the to a person who was receiving it, which was me. And so... Um, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. If you think something's rude, then you think something's rude. It doesn't matter what people around you think. They're not the interpreter of the message. I'm going to say this a lot. Interpreter of the message. We can't please everyone. We can't speak in a way that pleases everyone. I'm sorry, but, you know, sitting uh, there and listening to, you know, politicians, you know, they'll all, someone will always say negative about what they said, even if it was really positive. And so... So again, just this person that you know, the, I think stupidity also makes people angry. Smart people, again, what has happened is, is a, you know, a van or a car was literally on the side of the road, um, and sort of not really on the road, but on the pathway, half uh, totally illegal, um, and any person would have gone, oh, you know, what are they doing? In their mind, I mean, you know, <laughs> the, the multi-billion, gazillion-dollar question on our minds is: just imagine if we go into people's minds and you know, really spend the day in their, their thoughts. It's never, never can happen. Even science, even artificial intelligence won't be able to do that because uh, the they will be able to probably see the brain pattern, um, what happens when you're stressed or anxious um, again this is a lie detector the, the technology behind the lie detector where it um, it uh, I don't know I'm not an expert of that but um, you know you'll know when you're nervous and there's you know certain certain waves or wave patterns on the paper that, that, that um, show that but my the point of the story is, is going to people's minds and just 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 seeing what they think we can understand the brain patterns through through imaging but uh, through science, through artificial intelligence, what happens when someone's anxious, uh, upset, um, uh, their, their body language, uh, we can always understand that concept. It's not always 100% true. In fact, science is, is more based on, um, more based on uh, experiments and um, the result of those experiments. And sometimes uh, it's more so it's assuming that this could happen because based on that experiment but life is different I don't want to go to a theoretical concept you might not even get that what I said um, but the, the point is that um, science uh, really uh, um, is key to understanding people's thought patterns just imagine if we can go to people's mind that would be crazy that would be amazing but also do you want to <laughs> is another question and so now you know we're driving uh, still and and uh, and um, I 
just uh, cruising along here. It's uh, usually a school zone which uh, have, have, certain area, have certain areas that are 40 kilometer areas and makes traffic go a bit slower. But uh, there's no 40 kilometer areas, just, uh, just typical uh, traffic. Uh, this is a very interesting one. Uh, we're going into a tunnel here that you, know, you have to pay nine bucks to tax, whatever, uh, going into there, and, um, uh, and uh, it, it costs nine bucks one way and nine bucks the other, it's like 18 bucks just to use a tunnel, but let's not complain about that, um, enough Sydney people do that already, and so, um, point of fact is, like, it's, uh, life's expensive, um, and sure you can take the freeway, but, but it's, you know, it's, sometimes it can be a little bit longer, so you get a little with the cons. The only reason I'm, saying, reason I'm saying this is because the only reason why I'm saying this is because uh, these are the stress factors um, that happen in a city like Sydney. And I mentioned Sydney is because this is the city where I was born and, and, and raised and, and live and it's changed throughout the years as, and so it should. Uh, the city does change. It gets a, you know, it's a higher population now. Um, and anyone tell you living in Sydney that Sydney was designed, uh, Sydney wasn't designed, it was uh, built, and that's very true, you can see that. Um, we weren't designed for a city that can accommodate for many, many, many millions of people. Um, and you can tell um, from the way we, we design our roads. So I'll give you an example, like our roads are a bit, slightly a bit smaller. I mean, like an engineer would probably go, oh, well, technically, no. Uh, you know, technically, yes, because I drive another Canada, for example, and I'm very sure that the lanes on their um, their highways are a little bit bigger. I mean, I look that, I take that, I know that because the usually truck sizes can easily fit the lane. These ones barely fit the lane, but, and there's a lot of trucks on that road. So you're probably thinking, um, you know, stop talking about traffic and all these stuff and start talking about mental health. And um, again, um, I know it's a conversation with you, and so talking about everyday life and this is the foundations of our, our mental health if you look at it it's everyday life it's exactly what we do every day not not if we it's easier to break it down to what we do every day than to look at our entire life and say okay what did i do 25 years ago well i don't know i can remember what i did but most likely not and so my emotions right now could change some person might come and run me, or some person might beat me, some person might go too fast, might, like I was telling you, some person right up my bum. I'm not going to really um, sugarcoat that, uh, you know, uh, when I was driving. Um, and so, yes, it does frustrate me. <laughs> I think it frustrates a lot of people. Some people it might get to, some people it might not. But that's because we're not thinking. We're just thinking in our own world. And when you think in your own world, nothing really bothers you. But it's when you step up, sorry, sorry that was the, uh, the e-tag e total, and again, sorry if uh, this cuts short, um, anywhere, uh, we are going into a tunnel, and uh, it might cut off a reception here, and so I'll continue talking, uh, I'll cut off with the reception, if it does, sorry, and if it goes up to 30 minutes and, and, and decides to stop, then so be it, that's, that's the just bear with me if you are still on this side I'll just continue talking 
Research, research says that, but what they don't say is equally as important as well. Um, uh, anxiety uh, can cause accidents. Um, looking one second at your the the, the odometer, uh, sorry, the the, the, the the kilometers that you're travelling at could make you get into an accident. Um, Why? How? That's how I'm an accident. Um, you know, and so when you're driving, you gotta you gotta focus. You gotta pay 100% attention to what's things around you because that one second can make a difference between you and an accident. If you're you're late for one second, something you need to react very quickly. And so there's many reasons. And speeding, if you're speeding, it will make it difficult for you to react and stop or whatever. But even if you're not speeding, you can still get into an accident. And so, this is a classic example of how uh, politicians like to sell their stories uh, or sell their, their agendas to people by backing up my research. I've got a master's of research, uh, or, and I've, I've understood the fact that you can't just take research for face value. You've got to critique it, you've got to look at it, you've got to bend it, you've got to, you've got to question it, whatever it may be. And so, they use the research as benef- that benefits their courts, and you probably think, well, it's true. And that's a bad thing. Um, and they don't want to hear what the other side is, or they don't want to hear the opposing side. Um, they can uh, explain things very well. And I was reading a book, The Fabrics of Reality. I'm still reading it. And it's a, I, one of the most amazing things in there. It's like, oh, let me just try, to, uh, try to explain this. It was something like um, just because uh, someone can explain um, something very well doesn't necessarily mean that you know it's it's a plausible um, and feasible idea um, that be, uh, I'll, I'll go more into that because I think you're getting lost here so am I um, but it's basically saying that what about if a theory is proven correct and it's amazing, but the person who explained it didn't explain it well. But yet another theory was not that bad, but explained in an amazing way, and people followed that. So my problem is, that's pretty much my problem, I can't explain things as well as others, and I try it. I'm always thinking, why do you do a podcast? Well, I'm doing a podcast because I can. I'm doing a podcast because I want to speak to you in layman terms. And you know, um, and look at it. Right now, I'm again in a tunnel, and it's an 80 kilometer area, and I'm going 70 kilometers. This truck 
NMP is very interesting because some trucks actually go fast and some go slow. And again, the government says, look out for trucks. Then I'm thinking, well, they've got to look out for us as well. But their message, look out for trucks, not look out for each other, trucks and cars. No. So in that way, you're basically saying, you're basically saying, well, the trucks don't need to look out for you. But they'll go, oh, no, 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 no that's not what we meant. But that's how we interpret the message. Not only me, but it could be multiple people. It could be millions of people. It could be not. Politics is politics. A wise man once said, don't, uh, don't argue two things, religion and politics. But yet we argue all the time when it comes to politics. That's all we do. Oh, that wise man's probably... That wise man's somewhere. Um, the point of the matter is, we live in a world that it is every person for themselves, really. you got your family and you've got your friends. And a city like Sydney is... Um, it's tough to live in. I must admit, I, uh, I must admit, people that live here might disagree, or some might even say, some might agree. It's a tough city. It's expensive. It's uh, it's not responsive to newcomers in the way that you'd want it to be. You know, if you're lost in the city, no one's going to come and help you. Very rarely. And I've seen that, that in Melbourne. Um, Sydney's a very uh, different city, and I think we look at Sydney as this beautiful city, harbour and beaches, but behind all that, there's a it's a brutal city, just like New York. I've been in New York. I've been. Uh, I can understand this concept. That it's. It's not always like that. It's like when you see someone that's a uh, you know good looking, or, or uh, you know you see something. You see a beautiful car. You go into the car. You drive it. and it Breaks down halfway because there was some sort of mechanical reason to it. Now this might be a blunt example, a stupid example, but you get the point, don't you? Sometimes looks can be deceiving, in plain terms. And Sydney's pretty much like that. Pretty much like that. Like, uh, you know, it ranks as the most livable city in the world. Uh, most recently, the fourth most livable city in the world. But there's a lot of critique behind those, those livability um, uh, scores, which don't take into fact, uh, t- don't take into account the affordability of the city and the other stress factors involved within a city. They base it on health, education, the, the, the pillars of a, a strong foundation for society. However, they're also made by um, an economic team or a forum. Um, and something interesting has happened here. The light may be out here. And so, just right in front of us, but there is another light right on here that I'm looking at right next to me the light in front of us is out and I'm sure that some people might get confused especially this truck at the front sorry if I'm going way off but again this is going to be interesting because the light in front of me is working but the light that is on the other side is not and so either I'm going to get beat or either I'm to look at this light until it turns green. Now, if this turns green, technically the other lights, not technically, but it will, um, would definitely stop. And so, we're look, looking at this light. And so, we're seeing if it turns green. And it does. So, it's perfect. 
the red light was not working, so that could have resulted in um, people losing their patience, uh, not understanding what's going on, um, and people think, oh, because I'm smart, another person is smart, because I have common sense, the other person has common sense. Well, it's not like that, unfortunately. Um, this is something that's a classic example. So really smart people, sometimes, and this is from my experience, uh, would assume that everyone, everyone else is smart and they should be like that. Um, no. <laughs> it's not Everyone's different. Not everyone has, not everyone has um, that common sense or, or that intelligence that you might think they have. They should, but they don't. So if you look at it like that, really, I mean, how could we be angry at other people? But we do because that's just who we are. Um, that's how we react. Again, we've got, oh, I think it's like less than six seconds to, for something to happen and us to react. And so, I was reading somewhere as I'm psychological paper. Uh, and it's true, we, we, we've got less than 10 seconds, if not less than five, to really uh, make that reaction. And we usually um, either get angry or you know, it doesn't let it get to us, but it's based on who we are in terms of personality and upbringing, um, whether or not we we, we, um, we have that patience. And again, oh, patience is an amazing word, but it's also um, a word that I don't think people um, truly understand. I don't know. But the reason why I'm saying this is I want you to listen to me carefully because it's easy to go to someone oh, develop patience and have patience, have patience. You hear it all the time. Why don't they have patience? Is the question you're going to be asking. And then go backwards. So, really, if you look at it, people, oh sorry, people just drive like crazy. And um, I had to, um, no offense, I don't want to be a stereotype here, but usually when I'm seeing the, a lot of drivers that uh, uh, drive utes, maybe tradespeople, yeah, utes is a car that sort of Sometimes it's not just traders, tra traders that we like to call them. It's uh, many people as well. Um, again, not thinking, oblivious in their own world. If they thought, they probably would go, oh, good, there's a car right behind this person there, but no. Obliviousness is what gets people in accidents. Obliviousness gets people in accidents as well. The government will just tell you it's speeding, it's not. It's speeding. says, oh, don't worry, don't worry, um, but we all worry, even she worries, and so we all worry, we all worry about our finances, we always worry about our jobs, we always worry about, but it's a good saying, don't worry, just spend one day not worrying, I wonder how, I wonder how long it will last, literally, don't worry about traffic, don't worry about finance, don't worry about paying a bill, don't worry about making enemies, don't worry about anything, and see how long you survive, we're not worrying, that means that you don't, you, you don't, you, you, it literally doesn't get to you. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. 
so I'm coming into work and it's a good timing. I left a bit later, but I got to work at the I got to work at the same time. Um, you know, and uh, we talked about very random things on this quest. Uh, you know, um, uh, very random things just happened. Uh, you know, even when you're driving, people are oblivious. <laughs> you're going to hear that word like a million times, and I think that's the pattern that we. Being in society again, since I'm just opening the door, not realizing there could be somebody just right coming out, but again, it's fine. That's just over analyzing here. And so, yeah, I could park here, a uh, decent space, but I choose to park in a sweet spot here. And someone's left their um, trolley or their, their we call them trolleys here in Australia. And so, I'll just park it here. Me or whatever, but you know, there's a lot of parking today. I think it's school holidays, so two weeks uh, where children are on holiday pretty much opens as a space for itself. Um, and I'm gonna just uh, and the car's gonna stop here, and then so we're gonna, um, I'm going to continue talking. Um, there's a recording in progress, and I'll just look at what time um, it is. Um, 28 minutes. Uh, so again, sorry if anything uh, cut off. Um, uh, we're going to a tunnel, so it might have. Um, but this is a, a, a typical day in Sydney, um, minus the fact that um, it's school holidays. So. There's probably more traffic on the school holidays for uh, 40 zones. And so, uh, I want you to leave, I'm going to just uh, sort of leave you with so a few thoughts uh, about what you thought about this uh, live, um, what's taking live right now, but like by the time you hear it, but what is uh, the purpose of doing this? Um, When you do a podcast, you just sit there and say, oh, this is what we're going to talk about, and you're really thinking about it sometimes. Or maybe you not, know, maybe just have a conversation. Um, it's like the word is a conversation. The word is having a conversation with you. Unedited. Because in those sort of conversations is when we truly have th- th- uh, free thought. If someone tells you, think like this, be creative, on the spot, eh, you probably can be. Oh, some people can, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, but our best thoughts sometimes come when we just least expect it. And someone just having conversation with you um, gets those thoughts out of me. And I am an overanalyzer, overthinker, but there's purpose behind that. Someone's gotta do it. And so, why does it matter? It matters because more people become unhealthy, at least mentally and physically as well, if we continue to go the way we're going. More mental health issues, more stress, more anxiety. And people don't think about that. We look at mental health as this just overarching um, subject 
but it's an overarching subject that takes over the our entire lives without even knowing about it. Even the word stress, even the word anxiety, even when you are tough, even when you are smart, you some you will stress. And I'll talk to more about that in the later podcasts and why. Stress is not just, oh my God, you know, oh, I'm, I'm worried about this. No, no, no. Any type of stress. It'll be amazing to put scanning thing on you all the time and see the stress happen lifetime and what parts of the brain <laughs> are stressed. Irrespective of what's in your thought. We can never read your thought, but to see that, that pattern will be interesting to know.